Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing Basketball. Here's our hosts, Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. Hello, coaches, and welcome to another episode of Coaching Youth Hoops. Uh, I'm going to give, there's a warning along with this particular podcast, and that warning is you Pull over if you're driving. Uh, make sure you're buckled in. You got a notebook ready because you guys are in for a treat today. We have legendary, I say legendary coach on the, you know, you guys fixing his hair. Uh, legendary coach. He goes by the name of Doc. Just three simple letters. You can't forget that. We'll call him Doc. Uh, over 700 wins as a Pinewood High School girls coach in Los Altos, California. Another Bay Area coach I'm bringing you guys. Six-time Division Five California State champion. Or is it 10 now? Are we up to 10? Uh, that, that was an embellishment part, right? But six. That's, <laughs> that's amazing, coach. 25 league championships. 13 sectional championships. I get that right? 10 NorCal championships. 2014 Coach of the Year. This is state of California, guys. Okay, forty plus years of high school coaching experience. What? How? How? We got to dive into that one. Uh, shooting coach for the famous Jeremy Lin, one of my favorite players. Uh, I love that guy. Watch. I love watching him play. Uh, also, nickname of the King of Hop, not the King of Pop. Let's not get that wrong. The King of Hop for his focus on the hop shot, which I have watched every video I could on the hop shot. And that's the only shot I teach and I prefer. Did you know that my self-proclaimed name is the shot whisperer though? So we got something in common, which we haven't talked about that. So we can, wow. So the shot did not whisperer. know that. Yeah. Uh, 
Coaches, we are going to talk today about player development, and we have the perfect, perfect coach to talk about that. Doc, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks. Thanks for having Dude, me. That was about five-minute intro. I know. Dude, I, I, 40 years getting, of coaching. I mean, getting that close is amazing. To, getting so. close to my nap time here. You know, that's why I got, <laughs> I got a Coke Zero yeah, here to keep there, yeah. I don't get uh, bored with hearing about myself. So That's an amazing, on. Coach. Yeah, I mean, how? So – in in this world where you know high school coaches don't last that long, the parents get to you. The you know the complaints come in. The administration administration comes down on you. You don't you have a don't, maybe you don't have a winning season. It sounds like you guys have been winning for some time. So they keep you around. What's the secret, coach? Wow, uh, you know, do what you love, love what you do. I think the profit of coaching uh, when I was younger was more, there was more profit to it. It was more of a noble thing to do, being a, a coach. I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. Oh, it's noble. But as things have gone on, and now we're 2023, 20, I always tell tell the fable story of, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we feel like we're we're country club employees. Can I clean your clubs? What time is your tea time? We have a, we have a, you know, we've got a scramble going on on Saturday. Uh, can I get you a towel? Thank you, sir. We've you've got a hundred dollar gift certificate in the gift shop. You know, I'm not here to, you know, I, I, I'm here to work with you as parents to make your child derive the benefits that they want to derive from from playing sports as far as an extracurricular activity and uh, to ignite that passion uh, to get them to love the game. And uh, what we're talking about today is, you know, the younger, the younger kids. I, yeah. I, I've coached all levels of kids um, individually and as a team. And you have to really learn who, who you have to reach, who you have to connect with uh, to get them hooked on the game and that's what we're trying to do with basketball yeah yeah definitely and uh so so let's let's dive into player development i mean there's a lot of things you go to youtube you can search forever looking at videos you can go to google look forever uh finding you know things about player development there's a lot of confusion i think in the marketplace about what players need at what level at what time uh, what age? Put away the cones. Put away the cones. You know, you know. Now that you say that, that's been in my head. So we, so you and I talked a few days ago and put away the cones. And now all I see, the cones are just like these. They stick out to me now in all these videos, right? And even if you watch, um, actually, it was a, uh, something came across my Instagram, and I'm laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, these cones are not like beacons. They're sticking out. So let's start there, because that was that's the cones. <laughs> let's start with the cones. Let's go cones. Show me cones for 200 Alex. Okay. <laughs> Why no cones? The no cone zone. So uh, when what do you mean of, by that? Yeah. Um, in other words, basketball is an open skill sport. Mm-hmm. Um, closed skill sports like bowling, archery, dance, things like that have very limited variables on what you have to master. Mm-hmm. But in basketball, you have to teach skills that they have to master so they can participate in that open skill sport. So what I like to do is explain there's foot skills and there's ball skills. The foot skills you have to develop at the youngest age are the ability to stop, ability to start, ability to cut, the ability to pivot, 
the ability to jump off one foot, jump off two feet, jump off one and two, and combine those elements into a progressive manner to where you're 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 building a basketball player. And then when you add the ball skills of shooting, driving, handling the ball, passing the ball, all those things, you have to, if they don't have good foot skills, their ball skills don't mean anything. So when you develop a basketball player, you have to have those things in mind, foot skills, ball skills. And then as a result of putting them together, you have offensive proficiency. For instance, if you teach them how to come to a balanced stop mm-hmm. and they have to catch the ball, then you teach them to come to a balanced stop while they catch the ball and then they jump to shoot the ball. So, but if they didn't come to a balanced stop and they didn't know how to jump correctly, then what's the use of teaching them to shoot the ball? So I'm just using that as an example as far as what a third grade coach can do to develop their person's ability there. And then the last thing you want to do is, you know, develop their sight skills in a way to where they make the right decision at the right time based on what's in front of them. That's where the game is. You know, I, I always come up with soccer as an example when uh, little little boys and girls play soccer you know, when they're first and second grade, you're going like, God, there's 13 kids just kicking each other's shin. And but then all of a sudden, two or three years later, it's like, oh, they understand space. And that's not 12 people around the ball. It's like, oh, they're recognizing that. So the thing we have to keep in mind with the younger kids is brain development as well. But with the younger kids, I always like to tell the coaches that um, if you have a team for four years, five years from third through eighth, you can layer your coverage areas each year for them to master. And that's, that's an important aspect to look at them as a third grader and go like, these are the things I want them to be able to do. I want them to stop. I want them to pivot. I want them to be able to cut. I want them to be able to start their sprint. I want them to be able to dribble the ball. I want them to have a framework of how to shoot a ball. I want them to be able to stay in front of somebody defensively cut. That's all we're doing. And looking them, looking at them in that standpoint of their development first, rather than, well, what do I do with the team now? Well, you play man to man and you have that person learn to stay in front of that person and you have them learn uh, defensively that, okay, you might have to give some help, but their brains aren't ready to do that. Their brains are not ready to do that. But if you just stick them in a, they were playing a two-three zone with their hands up. Get your hands up. You're not making them get better at something along the line. Or you can go another route, Vivek Vanadive. When you coach a 12-year-old team, you just have them press the crap out of that team, and they don't have the vision, decision, execution skills, or the length or the strength to make the pass that beats them and just get your self-esteem raised because you won the NJB championship <laughs> in LA because you were just pressing the hell out of the other team. It's like, great. None of those girls really played anything more than high school, but they won a national championship at 12 years old. Oh, Vivek, you're genius. You're a genius. No, we're here to develop their ability to play. And when you develop their ability to play, you make them better. And when you make somebody more skilled, you open up love of the game. Like I'm making more shots now. This is great. So our job is to hook them. So, okay. Am I done? All right. See ya. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Yeah, well, and I was just going to add, uh, and if you're listening to this, you got to go over to YouTube 
because I think what you're missing just by hearing is you're missing Doc's visuals. So um, very animated. <laughs> and I think that's why the kids probably love you. You have a, uh, I don't know, is it okay to say your age? I don't know if you're, you know. I'm 69. And 69, I am, you, you got an energy of a 30-year-old. When, when you coach a little girl, little boys team, you got to be the Bob Barker of basketball to that's where right. you make it fun to be there. Yeah. When they're there for an hour, they had fun. But from your standpoint as a coach, you wanted to make it functional fun. Now, right. When you talk functional, the first three letters of functional is fun. Functional fun, you know, to where there is a purpose to what you're doing. Well, let's dive into two things. I mean, I, I took notes while you were saying this here. And, and the first thing sure. is, uh, what is, run me through a 60-minute practice for a youth coach. Um, and we might have to break this up a little bit. So let's say K through third or fourth and then fifth through eighth. Like what does that sure. look like? Sure. I think it depends on where you are with them. If you've already covered how to come to a balance stop and there, there are different types of jump stops and the term jump stop is kind of a, kind of a term that, doesn't fit the description of what you want them to do. You want to come to a balanced stop. You don't want to jump to stop. So when I'm working with a younger kid, I, I want feel phrases. I want things that they feel. I want it to come to a quick stop. You take off one, you land on two. Take off one, land on two. Take off one, land on two. And then when you develop your ability to catch a ball, it's like throwing the ball and now you're going to catch while you take off one, land on two. So a certain amount of footwork at the start of everything. Now, obviously a lot of times coaches are limited to space and baskets yeah. and how many kids they have and time allotted um, and try and make that into fun. Well, some sort of warm up should be footwork oriented where they, they, they come to group jump stops. And after you progress from there, group jump stops and pivots and then teach them to jump stop and then jump. And, have them learn to cut to where they make a stamp cut. And then after you do that, where they're warmed up, then you introduce a ball to it. And they work, go over like stationary ball handling to where they work on their crossover without a cone, of course. There's two different types of crossovers. There's two different types of spins. There's two types of behind back, around the back dribble. And there's two types of between the legs dribble. So you've got third graders. Are they going to be able to do a between the legs dribble in third grade? No. No, no. You want to teach them the easiest one to do, which is a crossover dribble. And you want them to do it. So when you progress, and I'll use that as an example. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent in terms of teaching skills. When you progress with a change of direction dribble, a crossover, well, they have to do it stationary first and stationary with their head down to where they're seeing where the ball goes down. Mm -hmm. And then you've already taught them how to cut. Then you time the cross in co in co uh, what's the word it's simultaneous to the cut and you put it together. And then as they go on, they can do it against the defensive player, but Oh, wait a minute. You've already taught defensive footwork where they've already learned to shuffle the right way, not gallop the right way, but shuffle. I don't teach sliding anymore. I teach turn and run, turn and run and a different plane. A great guy for um, coaches our youth coaches is to look up Lee Taft, T-A-F-T. He's a movement basketball specialist my teams have always gotten compliments how fast they are no they're not fast they just have great basketball speed they can cut 
They stop and balance. Um, they stay in front of people. Their first step is quick. Basketball is a game of balanced stops and short sprints. And when you look at that player, you have to teach them to make sure that every movement they have when they start should be a negative step or a split stop. And that gets into detail. But when you watch people move their feet, you have to get to full speed as fast as you can. The negative step has a negative connotation. What do you mean? It's a negative step. You, what do you mean? You're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> no, no. This gives you a push off angle right. to be as explosive as you can. And I teach this with my seventh and eighth grade PE kids that have no footwork foundation whatsoever. But by the end of the time that you're with them, people look at them and go like, whoa, they're, they're really, they move like athletes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can come up with a story with, I went back to uh, Taiwan and China with Jeremy after the year after Lynn Sanity in 2012. And the, the, the camp was set up in a way that he was there for the first three hours, the 12 hour camp, six hours in the morning, six hours in the afternoon. He was there for the first three hours. And then the afternoon he didn't go. He went to train the next three hours. I handled it. And then he came back. And then when he came back the second day, I said, oh, what, do you, what do you want him done? Well, let's, let's warm up first. Okay. Well, let's, uh, I want them to work on their cuts. Okay. We'll work cuts. We'll work stop cuts, work stamp cuts, stutter cuts. And we'll work this, we'll work that. And then after 15 minutes, he looked at me and go like, what did you do with them? And like, I, I made them basketball players. They, they cut like an athlete. They, they can stop cut. They can, they can dribble the ball and cross over at the right time. He says, I can't believe the progress they made in two days. And I said, that's why you paid me big bucks to come over with you. You know, <laughs> I'm a teacher. You're a professional. I'm professional at this. So, um, so when you design a practice, obviously you have to start out easily. And then after a warm up and after ball handling, we usually get into shooting mechanics. Uh, I, I, regardless of the age, it's all about shooting. Um, people now are starting to accept that reality as basketball is an accepted truth now that, you know, everybody on the team has got to be able to shoot. And that's a thing that I've given other clinics on, you know, progressing and developing shooters um, in a, in a way that, well, you can't have a fifth grader shoot threes. It's like, if they do everything biomechanically correct and everything is working together, you can make somebody into a decent shooter. So I don't want to get in quickly into the. We'll save that one for another. That, that uh, might be another right thing. Yeah. Or they can, <laughs> they can email me or they can watch my clinic on system basketball or coaches clinic on coach tube. I think it is. Yeah. Coach tube. It's yeah. very easy to make somebody have good shooting form. And I've changed yeah. my way of teaching within the last five or six years of that. So, but basically basketball has got to flow. You have to keep them busy. I mean, there's no dead time after an hour, they've got to be sweaty. And, and maybe after some ball handling, you play dribble knockout or dribble tag, or you have, you know, some of the great games for little kids that are not the goal. It's a, you know, a small sided game, but keep away. You know, just playing, mm -hmm. away, you know, yeah. or playing ultimate ball where you set up end zones in either part of the the gym and you have one team on the other one time. The reason I call it ultimate ball is because it's like ultimate Frisbee where they have to make pass and receptions and get the ball into the end zone. And it teaches them 
catching and passing with the right angle, making strong cuts. Well, when, how, when did you do that? Well, you did that the first day. You teach them how to cut. And so all those things are progressive to where. Um, Would it be like end, five on five, no dribble? Like yeah. Court, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Same thing. Except okay. you have end zones. Yeah. Like a zone in football. And they just have to throw the ball in there. Scoot it, say it again. You just have to throw the ball, get it in the in the net or whatever. No, no, no. Zone. You don't throw it in the net. It's an end zone. Like in oh, football. Oh, gotcha. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah gotcha. You ever seen Ultimate Frisbee? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah except you, you play it with you the ball. The gotcha. Okay. You just play yeah, with yeah, the ball. Yeah. So yeah, they learn sense. about cutting, about space, about getting open, about passing angles. We do it with my girls at high school level, and you'd be, you would be shocked yeah. how they just don't see the game well because when they were younger, they did two ball dribble until they could throw up. And they did cone dribbles and yeah. they did defensive slides and they did weave and they were standing around doing nothing. They weren't, they weren't engaged in an hour of practice. And it's really, really important that um, the coaches that are watching this understand you are the reason they will love the game. You are the reason. And if you have a practice plan where they are sweaty at the end, they took a lot of shots, they have a smile on their face, they learn to be fun to play with, they're going to want to come back. They're going to love the game. And it relates to your comment about, you know, the numbers of basketball participation with females going, mm-hmm. going down. Go down. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, what I heard, if I'm starting, if I'm a, if I'm a young Sorry, coach, I'm rambling. No, you're good. There's, there's just a lot of nuggets in there. Uh, footwork. Emphasize footwork at the young age, at every age, but really at the young age. Don't get caught up into. So, so basically what you're saying, no Princeton offense for my third grade team. Is that. So I should remove that from the. Well, <laughs> as long as they know how to cut and come to a stop and pivot cut, that's all right. That's OK. Uh, okay. That's, that's OK. Uh, but that gets into another thing about, yeah. you know, um, robots and things like that. But uh, no. So come well, to- at the high school level, do you do you have I mean, where's the emphasis on offense? You know, and and I bring that up because it's always, you know, offense, offense equals scoring. Kids like to score, therefore more emphasis on offense, right? That's a mentality. So when you're thinking about an offense, because you what triggered me when you said that is this like, oh, I moved here and now I go here. This person, you're right, I'm a robot, right? Sure. I don't believe that either, because that's yeah. not you can't script it. That's, you know, the defense does something else. The girl is off a half an inch on her cut, which throws off, you know, the universe. So talk to me about offense. Oh, my God. You're not going to be able to talk for the next half hour. (laughs) Uh, uh, When we get back to that ultimate ball game, they learn about space. Uh, You know, when you talk about football, it's separation. You talk about soccer, it's moving to space. When you talk about uh, basketball, it's also about space, get open and stuff. Well, what does that mean? It's like, it's all about achieving space as an offensive player and defensive player has to take away space. And that's, that's related to that. When, when I teach our offense, I mean, there's several of you run dribble drive motion, you run read and react, you go Princeton, you go, you know, uh, Phil Jackson was that triangle. You go this, you go that. When we play offense, it's all about creating advantages. And you can do that in many different ways. 
But I, when I teach offensive basketball, I invert it back to 4-0, 5 spacing to where every time somebody drives, everybody's moving into spots. And if you're moving into spots, you're creating a long closeout. And put it together here, if my team all has 0.6 catch and shoot release times because they learned it from the king of hop, that they make <laughs> a good first touch decision on that catch to whether they're open or not. If the person is within six feet, I'm going to go by him. If they're there in the catch, I'm going to move the ball. This is the, and and if they're off six feet or more, it's gone. It's in their eye. So that type of mentality, the ball is always moving. You know, I'm going to shoot it, drive it, or move it. And training your players to make this good first touch decision is something that requires a thing every single day. So when they catch the ball, they always catch with their ball in the air, feet in the air. Um, they plan to shoot and react to attack. In other words, they don't catch and see if they're open. They recognize they're opening right away. This is advanced stuff that you can't teach a third or fourth grader. So I'm getting offline with that. Yeah. But if I were to get a player that had ball in the air, feet in the air from the third or fourth grade, and they could have a nice catch and shoot off a hop, and they could make a basic first touch decision to drive in the right way with great footwork at a good pushing angle with a nice 45 degree wide stance, then I'm going to be able to build this player from the second floor up instead of, oh my God, this girl can't even, she, some girls don't even, haven't been taught ball in the air, feet in the air. Some girls yeah. haven't been taught, jump to the ball defensively. It's like, I'm not talking Swahili here. It's, <laughs> it's a basic tenet, a biblical tenet, thou shalt jump <laughs> to the ball on every pass. Not, you know, it's like, I just want to say to him, and I might offend somebody when I say this, who coached you? Who coached <laughs> Because if you didn't get coached that, you need to get your money back. You need to get your money back because this is a basic basketball trait playing fundamental sound defense. And you know this being a coach. And it's like, okay, put away the cones, put away the two ball dribble. I'm not sure you want to teach a step back to a six-year-old. You know, I don't think that's, <laughs> you know, they're just teaching what they know. So they don't understand it from a motor learning standpoint of what a little kid can do. So our offense is based on creating advantages. And the the reason why our team is successful is because every girl can shoot. I'm going to give an example last night that might offend some people. Why did the Warriors win last night? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
because they could shoot. They hit more shots than they did. Okay, the and who did who who did not play last night? <laughs> <laughs> like, let me think about that. One. I thought about that too during the there game. There was, was more thinking, space hmm. on the floor because Draymond yeah. and Looney yeah. can't hit a bull in the ass with a snow shovel outside. <laughs> you can help off those guys, right? Yeah. Well, now yeah. Draymond's terrific. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He's terrific defensively. Just blah 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 blah. blah. But. He has an Here comes the hate mail already. It's not even aired yet. We're getting hate mail. Yeah, in. yeah. But believe me, <laughs> believe me, he, believe me. Draymond had a chance to work with me, and he didn't. He didn't take it. So he'd be a different player now. I guarantee it. Um, he'd be a Steph Curry. He'd look like Steph Curry and Jeremy Lin combined. Is that right? You <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I want I mean, you to picture that's that. That's the thing. That's <laughs> the thing too. When you're related to the younger kids that were dealing, the coaches of there is that you set the foundation for them shooting for him. You can do it. It's yeah. like, well, that's right. And you don't you don't teach them like you were taught. Get your elbow in, hand underneath the ball, you know, step into the shot, put a lot of arc on it, go straight up and straight down. All those penance that we were taught are totally untrue. Totally untrue. So if you buy my shooting video at 39.9, no, I don't have any videos on there, but it's free on some of these things I did. You can make somebody a shooter. Well, you know, when I work with high school kids or college kids, you know, I'm like, or talk to their coaches, like, well, I can't change their shot. You sure as hell can. Yeah, absolutely. You can somebody better. You can augment their shot. You can make it's it better. It's them who definitely, you know, what I always hear on that, they're just uh, uh, and go through this. Well, that feels awkward. Of course it's awkward because it's new. Well, it doesn't feel right. right. Well, it's because for the last whatever, 10 years, 12 years, 13 years of your life, you've been doing it wrong, right? right. Why do you right. think you're, why do you think the ball's not falling, right? Or, yeah. hey, well, coach, it's going in. Well, what's your shooting percentage? What's your free throw percent? What's your shooting percentage under pressure? Well, okay, well, let's, you know, yeah. now it's time to sit down yeah. and talk yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. That's, so that's why they call me the shot whisperer. I can change anybody's shot. That's whisper I, in your ear, well, coach. Let me tell you. And let me <laughs> just give you a hint. I'll give you a four things. Jump quick. After you jump, land with your feet in front. Where's the ball when you jump? At your waist. Keep your arc down, mid-40s. You can be a human Noah machine just with your eyes. And with those four things, you can make a shooter better. When I work with 7th and 8th grade PE students, yeah, I work rhythm first. The rhythm of shooting, rhythm of anything. I go rhythm first in every skill I teach now in PE. Whether it be bowling, whether it be golf, whether it be... Uh, frisbee golf, throwing a frisbee, uh, hockey, anything is rhythm, is shifting your weight, transferring your weight at the right way. And basketball shooting is a sport where you've, you can't have any hip rotation and you have to stay on your line. Well, you have to teach them the rhythm first of just jumping with the ball at their waist. So many times coaches make a mistake because they bring the ball to a pocket yeah. and they jump yeah. with the ball. Here. No, no, the ball's at your waist when you jump. Ball is at your waist when you jump. And even with pros that I've worked with, not just Jeremy Lynn, but I've helped some other guys with their shot as the shot whisperer. They're not jumping with the ball. At <laughs> well, wait a minute. I'm going to get my shot block. Dude, you got your shot block because you weren't open. You know, that's <laughs> why. You should have drove yeah. there. You should have yeah, drove. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I, I came up with a little saying for that. And I don't know is because I've uh, I heard maybe watched your videos and it was like okay I got to relate sound bites right sound bites work with kids so I go 
ball to the thigh, right? So ball catch to the thigh. So you're loading, right? Uh, ball to the thigh, thumb to the eye, hand to the sky, right? Good. And follow through. So it's just like, and I say you got to do that in rhythm then, right? It's not just like right. one, two, three. It's like, it's, you know, I always do a count of one, right? Yeah. One, yeah. One, well, mine right? is spring snap sweep. Spring with your feet. One of the things that's not emphasized or talked about is a consistent jump every time. If you're using your legs when you that's shoot right. the ball, you have to jump the same way. You can't. So that's when it just pisses oh, me off. I work with girls now, high school girls. Their shot is just like, I don't want you to bend your knees after you catch the ball, babe. You know, you're, you got to <laughs> spring when you do it. When you spring when you do it, that adds power oh to my God. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. I just want to jump in here real quick and remind you to go over and check out coachingyouthhoops.com. It is the one-stop shop for youth basketball coaches. It's got practice plans. It's got a roadmap. It's got everything you need in there to become a better youth basketball coach. Those practice plans alone are worth it. Um, prices are going to be going up. So if you're thinking of joining, I would jump in right now, coachingyouthhoops.com. Let's head back to the podcast. That adds power oh to my gosh. that Coach, adds power to your funny. shot. This you have great. to be springy, boing, boing. Yeah. I'll show them videos of all the best shooters have a quick jump. Giving an example of, you know, what people get a vision. Look how high Russell Westbrook jumps and powerfully jumps. That's why he's a terrible shooter because he jumps with too much power and he's he takes it and his upper body throw. If he jumped like Clay and Steph and Lillard and Trey Trey uh, Trey Young and Kevin Durant, where it's a quick, efficient, low, uh, consistent, athletic, elastic, but just bouncy like jumping. Yeah. Boing, well, boing, and again, boing. it comes back That's, to what you've been talking about: it's footwork. It's footwork. Yeah. It starts with the feet. Yeah. Your shot Shoots starts with jump. feet. I was yeah, right. The jump. But uh, the thing and, is, you have to be. With the younger players, when uh, when I say the word, now I'm going to get your reaction to this, yeah. Bill. When I say Boeing, 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 what do you what do you think about when I say Boeing? Like a kangaroo, Boeing, right? Boeing. Like this, that's, right? What are you doing? It's a spring sound, spring right? Sound. Yeah, Boeing, yeah. Boeing, Boeing. Yeah. Well, that's what I want them to feel when they shoot. They're springing yeah. up, and when I give the term snap, mm. I want to snap your wrist. Yeah. That gives the feeling, oh, my hand goes through the ball. Follow through, hand through the ball, snap your wrist, flick your wrist. I've had to tell a girl that has so much power on her shot. It's like, I, are you on steroids or something or or what? You, I need you to flick. I need it to be a flick because you have all this lower body force pushing yeah. into the ground, springing into your shot. And now I need you to be softer with your upper body so you have better control of it. So – and the flow of your feet going forward or the sweep of your feet. I stole this from uh, Paul Hoover and um, Pro Shot, uh, Matt Williamson as well, is that your feet have to feet flow forward. So I'm, I'm working with one of my former players who's starting her own business at, uh, her name is Hannah Jump. She plays at Stanford. She's a great shooter. And I said, I have I have tips for you because you're going to be working with younger girls. I mean, they look mm, up, mm. Anna Jump. Oh, my God. I get to work with Anna Jump. Yeah. I want you to be great at it. So here That's are right. my tips for you in terms of you don't even put a ball in their hand first. You just have them jump like they're shooting. And 
You first have them jump with their hands on top of their head. They look and feel terrible. And then I want their arms to be right here where I shake hands with somebody. And I want them to use their arms to help them jump and have them feel the rhythm. And then after that, their their feet flow forward like a leaf falling down from the sky rather than a broad jump forward. And then after two minutes, if somebody were to walk in the gym or even a parent watching their kid you know, get a lesson, they'll go like, damn, they look like Clay Thompson. It's like, yeah, because they're <laughs> flowing forward. They have good rhythm, the rhythm of hitting a tennis stroke. Freddie Couples golf swing, Ernie L's golf swing, you know, to Clay Thompson shooting a ball. Uh, you come up with all these visuals of people doing things in perfection. That's your goal that's yeah. easy to attain with a young player. Well, so to just to visualize this, so um, let's say I have, I'm, I'm lining my, and I'm going to do this exercise. I have all my players lined up along the three-point arc right now, okay? okay. Their feet are behind the arc. Right. So first off, um, when they, when you're practicing the, the flow forward, when they actually land, now they are landing, they should be, their foot is on the other side of the arc. Both feet. Yeah, both feet, both they feet fly. completely. I can't open. Even see you got my feet here. here. Uh, so when I land, there you go. I, yep, I, I see. Can you see that? Yeah. Right. And your shoulders stay back. When your oh, shoulders your shoulders do back, stay back. Okay, that's really your important. Shoulders stay back. You don't. So your feet are out front, out in front, and your shoulders are back. Got it. Okay. Correct. I'm going to work on that Correct. tonight. And that's you can do that with a third grader. You yeah, can absolutely. Do that with a third grader. Well, yeah. absolutely, and they feel yeah. the rhythm. Because some clown will tell them, no, I want you to start your shot right here. You know, it's like, dude, no, your no. shot starts with the jump at your waist. I'm not telling you to shoot it at your waist. I'm Sorry. telling you to shoot it where you normally shoot it. But I want you to jump and shoot the ball. And sometimes I have to put my hand on top of their hands like, no, you're using your arms to help your jump. So you're using your arms for two purposes, to bring the ball up, but yeah. also bring you up. So, uh that's the first thing you attack with younger players. And it's like, you know, the coaches that I hear talk about, well, I, I'm not going to let them shoot threes until they're in the seventh grade. And it's like, what, you know, <laughs> if you teach them to shoot the ball properly, they That's can right. shoot. Threes. And as a result, what's going to happen. They're going to win. You know, they get into their, <laughs> equal, they're going to win. Oh my they're God. Yep. All these kids on their team can shoot threes, you know? And it's like, okay, that's, that's part of it too. We all have egos and want to win and that's part of it. So your goal as a coach with this is I'm going to, and shooting is the most important skill in basketball. You have to yeah. cover it in third grade. Now there's lack of strength. Hand size is small. Don't be obsessed with art. Oh, get your hand underneath and make it. They don't have that. They'll, they'll use their hand a little yeah, bit. Okay. As long as they're flowing forward, but then as they get older, their hands get bigger. It's more comfortable behind the ball and they're going to be able to do it. So, so many times I'll, I'll have to talk dads down off the cliff that have perfect form. It's like the dude is nine years old, you know, <laughs> as long as his rhythm is good, you know, and, or they want him to make every shot. So I have to tell, and, you know, I have to tell people that where they're at, right now for a seventh grader is way ahead of the game because they have beautiful rhythm. They land and spring up when they shoot, they have pretty good follow through, but the best shooters have two things in common is consistent form and they shoot a lot. Yeah. And that's what you try and do with 
the players on your younger teams is hook, hook them on the game, you know, to get in the driveway or get out in the street to their hoop, um, have their dad rebound for them, have their mom rebound for them. So when I educate the parents about their kid, I, I make them what I call the AC. You're the new, you know, you're going to listen to your dad. You're going to listen to your mom. They're the AC. What's that? It's like, well, that's you're the, they're the art coordinator. So I teach them how to follow the flight of the ball. Mm, so yeah. it comes in at a perfect 45 yeah. degrees. Uh, nobody, nobody really has access to Noah machine, but everybody's been bamboozled in terms of giving shooting advice that, oh, she's been told her shot is flat. No, 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 dude, that ball's hitting the front rim. It's not flat. You need to hit the back rim. You know, that part of it is most people miss short and I'll have them assess the fact that if one third of the ball hits the back rim, the ball will go in. All right. So there's about, I can't spread my hands wide enough, but the rim yeah. is like 19 inches in circumference. All right. The ball will go in if you put it within a 12 inch distance on it. And that's what shooting is, is distance control, force management, touch, muscle memory, however you want to say it. And part of that with the younger kids is getting them to feel the power, to feel their powers with the jump of their shot, spring power, not chuck and duck power so i always ask people this and i don't remember if we talked about it then do you know what the theme of the wizard of oz is i mean the underlying theme the symbolistic part the message sent on the wizard of oz was the good witch saying it to dorothy you've always had the power you just have to learn it for yourself <laughs> well what you're doing with the younger kids is that they have the power they sure. just need to learn how their body works to work with the ball. Clay refers to it as you have water flowing from your feet all the way through your fingertips when you shoot. And he's not Good adhering analogy. to that all the time because sometimes his rhythm goes off and needs a little reminder through a little birdie I know to <laughs> make sure you jump with the ball at your waist. When you notice when Clay does not dip the ball and jump the ball with his waist, his percentage goes down. Well, how am I going to get my shot off? I have to speed up my release. As a result of missing more shots, you shouldn't take the shot. You should drive then. So um, I think one of my uh, one of my acquaintances just did a shooting clinic last week for uh, um, Coach uh, Coach Hart's uh, system basketball, Brianna Joy Garza, and I, I loved her because she espouses all the things I espouse. Is that she? She on some website they had stats that there were 12 made shots of people that did not dip the ball on outside threes. 12 made. Wow. The whole year. Last year. The whole year. The whole wow. year. Without dipping. And then people say, well, you're not supposed to dip the ball. It's like you're a quack. You're a fraud. <laughs> Everybody dips the ball. The ball. This yeah. is where you jump with rhythm. Well, you're going to get the ball stripped. Dude, I'm open to shoot it. I have space to shoot it. I'm not going to get stripped. Well, I should drive it then. If they're there on my catch and I have the ball right here, I probably should move the ball. I'm not open to shoot it. And that's the thing that yeah. you have to teach kids, you know, is a definition of, of open. What is open? What is open? You know, what is open? And that's tough, right? That, that's how do you get open? Bit, you know? Right. No, that's that's, starts with footwork. That's how you get open on those cuts, right? That's right. <laughs> 
Got to get open. Push strong off, press. Get open. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You can't take two, you can't take two gallops and then jog to get open because that pit bull yeah. doesn't want you to get it. And I have to educate my high school team on that. I'll just say to and they sometimes think I'm blunt and just say, you'll never get open like that. You're lowering my self-esteem. No, you're not going to get open <laughs> when you play when you play an athletic team that's quick, that doesn't want you to get the ball. You have to make an explosive cut and come to a balanced stop as you catch the ball. And if they get this in third, fourth, and fifth grade, it's in them. It's a habit. It's like hitting the ball and running to first. Well, let's do this. Let's let's this this will be a fun little exercise. And I'm going to put you to the test here. So one thing we have to come back to, and I think this might be a fun PDF for you and I to create. Sure. Doc's 10 commandments of basketball. We're, we're going to do that one. So we're going to come back and uh, okay. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Right. Uh, okay. Here we go. You're ready. We have to have a beard or something. Do we have a beard? And <laughs> Maybe. Here, you know, yeah, right. Why not? Like, right. well, I can be, I'll generate it through AI. Mel, don't worry about it. Or I can be Mel Brooks breaking yeah. the 10 commandments and going the five commandments. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't Mel Brooks fans out there. Anyway. Um, okay. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go through by age, and I want your first reaction to this question, which is the one skill you would definitely emphasize if there's the only thing you were going to teach at a normal progression of an athlete, third through eight. Okay, it's the one one thing. You ready? Third grade, what would you teach? The only thing you're going to do for the whole year. Now, we know it's boring and all of that might be for the whole year, yeah. but you get it. Are you, you talking footwork, a, a specific foot skill or just... Whatever skill, foot skill, whatever you think, what would you teach at the third grade? If you're going to do one thing that they're going to be an amazing, all this third through eight, if they do these, they they do these five things throughout, right? By the time they get to high school, they're going to be playing for you and starting and be. Balance you know. stop. Balance stop. So third grade, balance stop. Okay. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Okay. Fourth grade. And understand the difference types of get balance one. stops. Oh, okay. Same As a result. Yeah. of coming to a balanced stop. So when I start, mm. if I came to a balanced stop, when you think of a between the legs dribble, yeah, you know, you're coming to a balanced stop as the ball bounces between your legs. It's a different type of jump stop because your feet are at 45. Yeah. You're exploding the other way. Well, in order to be able to do that, you have to learn the basics of a balanced stop. And then you have to learn the basics of a, a stop cut in football. They call it a jump cut of a running back, will be mm -hmm. running mm -hmm. and they come to a jump cut while they see somebody that's going to tackle them and they read where they're lunging. They read where they're lunging and they evade them. Well, bottom line, you answer your question, balanced stops. Balanced stops. Okay. Fourth grade. Um, wow. That's a tough question. I know. Yeah, it is. Uh, the progression. The thing is, is that you should want to cover six or seven things that they're able to do after third grade. You know, um, I would say a short sprint, balance stop, short sprint. Short sprint. So we got balance stop, short sprint. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, fifth grade. Uh, being able to shoot the ball at a, at a distance out of that balance stop or off a dribble. Now keep in mind, if they didn't know how to come to a balance stop. Correct. Uh, and they didn't know how to dribble the ball. They couldn't shoot the ball off a dribble or they couldn't shoot the ball off a catch. So um, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, it's almost like if, 
<laughs> the thing is, your questions are great, absolutely fabulous. But you have a list of things in third grade you want them oh, to cover. Oh, I know. It's a list. And that yeah, list exactly. is right it's, there. Yeah. But then when they go to fourth grade, you still got this, yeah. and then you want this. So, yeah. and, and to be more specific about it, it's like, okay, so every third grader, they're going to know how to stop. They're going to know how to make a cut. They're going to have a crossover dribble. That's it in terms of ball handling. You're not going to go between the legs. You're not going to go spin or around the back, something they're not going to be able to do. If they can do it, go ahead and pay $120, some clown trainer that rip you off to be able to do that and have it not functional to anything what they're doing. But you have a list. And by the time they get to eighth grade, they all can catch and shoot. They all can shoot off a dribble. They all have all change of direction dribbles. They all have basic man-to-man defensive principles of staying in front of the person with the ball. They all can jump to the ball. They all can help and recover. They all do those things in a progressive fashion. So you can't really. I know. I put you in a you know, tough say spot. Just one. Oh, what, do you want to, what do you want to cover? Like <laughs> if I say you want to be able to come to a balanced stop, it's like then the next thing is you want them to be able to do this. Like right. all this other stuff. No, no, you cover that third grade. So. Yeah. I hope I was helpful with that. Yeah, no, you know, and, and I guess here what it, I, I what I guess really truly what the point is is what I always hear from youth coaches, and I'm sure you do too. Is you know they're they're jumping five steps ahead. They're you know they're doing the behind the back you know dribble, right. spin, dribble, and everything else, and and I, doing I them wrong what, too. By the way, love. doing them wrong. <laughs> and I, I think yeah, and I think what we what we're trying to say is, you know, there's some, a baseline you need first and it starts with a lot of footwork and it starts with some basic dribbling drills and skills. And if you, if you have that foundation, then the next year you just layer a little bit more and the next year, a little bit more, next year, a little bit more, you can't boil the ocean. Right. Um, In third grade. Absolutely. Perfect. I can come up with an example of a, a young gal that, uh, uh, it's like a she was six year old first grader, and the gentleman that called me said, "Do you know anybody that can, you know, would work with my six year old? She's got loves the game, this and that. She's been working with this college kid that has her doing two ball dribble and doing step backs, and she doesn't have basics in." And I'm going like, "Yeah, well, that's all he knows how to do." So I set her up with one of my uh, assistant coaches, and that's a classic example of you've skipped A through J, you know, yeah. you're getting, right, right. You're getting exactly. into K. Right. They yeah. can't even come to a balanced stop. You know, it's like, okay, so when you teach somebody a step back, first of all, I call it a hop back because you're not stepping back, you're hopping you're back. Hopping back yeah. But when, you, when, you're, when you're teaching that, what are you basically doing? Is it a jump stop where you're jump stopping where? Backwards, okay? So if they don't know how to jump stop going on the same plane, how do you expect them to jump stop backwards? It's like, but <laughs> the people that are, are that, don't understand the progression. It's not that they're mean or idiots or anything like that. Yeah, no, 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 they just yeah. don't know where to start. And that's the purpose of what you're trying to do is to educate people to make it great for the kids. So they want to play more and enjoy more. And if they do that, they'll, they'll practice more. And what do you have? You have somebody that's a great basketball player. That's right. That's, yeah. that's the goal is that's yeah, the whole that's Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, yeah, and, you know, I've said it before and said it on this podcast, you know, my goal is to positively influence a million kids in 10 years, 
do the game of right. basketball, right? Yeah. And we do that by educating the coaches and, and teaching the game the, the right way. You know, having guests like you come on years of a lot more, you know, a lot, lot more years of experience than I have. I've um, almost been coaching longer so, than you've been alive. So you probably, uh, probably have. So. 1977, my first basketball team. I was so, six. <laughs> there you go. Right there. Yeah. There you go. It's uh, amazing. Uh, then that's why I said, coaches, I hope you're still pulled over and you're uh, taking notes on this one and definitely save this one and come back to it. But uh, let's wrap this up. So I think uh, uh, in the nutshell, and you're going to, uh, you know, again, what I heard, the big takeaway for me, what I'm going to teach my teams at the young levels is definitely focus more on footwork than I ever right. have before. Uh, because they can do that. You know, yeah. the strength differential, they can concentrate on great footwork and look, Look at Kobe and Michael Jordan. The thing that they're really, you know, people look at the dunking and this and that, but their footwork and balance is impeccable. Yeah. That's why they were good. And when you look at, you know, when I describe balance stops and short sprints, I mean, every drive is a short sprint. You have yeah. to be able to accelerate and put your body at that. Well, if they don't get that in third and fourth grade, then you're just cheating them of getting better of, of those things. And, the thing is, is that no matter how much you know or think you know or don't know, there's always ways to get better. And you have to find yeah. the right avenues to be able to do that from people that know how to develop a player. And, and I do have one more question because I think this sure. one comes up a lot uh, or it does come up a lot. And I think it would be good to talk about it really here. We're talking about development. The I'll call them when I say this, there's always some kind of, I mean, offenses, you know, at the third grade level versus the eighth grade level, but these off the shelf kind of offenses, um, the read and react, the five out motion, four out one in kind of concepts, the, you know, name your off the shelf. Yeah. I'm going to do this one. Right. Um, the triangle, right. You, you talked about some of these. Okay. Sure. So, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When do I put the, do I, when do I start thinking about, I'm a youth coach, I want to, you know, off the box, I'm going to do the read and react. When should I start thinking about that as a youth coach or not at all? What's your thoughts and philosophies um, on that? Well, it's changed a little bit. That's for sure. Um, uh, another resource for the people listening and watching it, Brian McCormick as yeah, Brian's great. Yeah. Blitz basketball, Saba, small advantage, big yeah. advantage. Um, rather than give the ball to your best player and have them shoot all the time. Um, he liked a high ball screen 
and have the person drive and find somebody with spacing. So they have to understand the space. Um, There's no particular offense. Uh, Read and react, I think would be great. I mean, when I was just giving everybody the background, I was a high school coach up in 77. And then I started coaching my kids teams and I experienced the joy of another level of coaching to where it's, embryonic stage i mean i'm developing these little players that turned out to be pretty good high school players because they had sound sound fundamentals and functional fundamentals but uh i ran flex you know flex just to get them pass screen away use that screen get open pass screen away okay move without the ball but i think if i were to do it again it'd be more layering it and read and react Mm -hmm. to where you're going to and have have them layer that development as they get older uh, to more layers of the read and react where you're going to pass, you're going to cut. Somebody cuts, you fill. Okay, pass and cut. The thing they don't teach there is you're a weapon on the catch. Um, Jay Wright gets credited for saying, you know, you'll never be more open than when you catch the ball. It's like, yeah. duh, teaching that for like 25 years for crying out loud. It's like, you are a threat on the catch. I'm a weapon right when I catch the ball. So think of it as a third grade coach. You've taught them to jump stop. You've taught them to spring when they're shot. And you've given them like one-on-one work in terms of read the defender. And it's like every time they catch the ball, they're hopping on the catch. They show them their, and I pass the ball. Now, should you tell them to give and go cut or screen away or set a ball screen defense? That's that's up to them. But just the thing I teach now with my high school girls, and some of them uh, are don't have the same mindset of playing. Some of them do. Uh, John's players at uh, San Ramon Valley playing with our high school girls get how we play. It's active spacing. Anytime somebody drives, people are moving into space. And if everybody is moving into space and they've created a an advantage for, in other words, two regarding one, and they pass it out to somebody. I'm passing to Bill. If he has a catch and shoot, it's gone, you know? And uh, when when you teach younger players to do, you want them to be able to make decisions with the ball. I call it first touch decision. We're getting into vision decision execution yeah, exactly. now. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Probably we'll come not, back to probably that. Not, That'll be part two. Probably not good, so cut yeah. off. Okay, anyway, good. those yeah. things are something, yeah, yeah. when you start an offense – you want to make it to where you're blending the skills you're developing into that. So there's no one offense to do really at first, but there are concepts you want them to have for the rest of their life. I always use the example, hit the ball, run to first. Okay. So we all play baseball or softball or kickball. You kick the ball, you hit the ball. Where do you run? And they look at me like I'm nuts. Like, Oh, you run to first. Right. How do you know that? That's that's how you play. It's like, right. At some point in time, there's some coach that run right after you hit the ball, you're telling me to run. Well, that's action reaction. And if I'm at first and there's two outs and the ball's hit, go in and go on contact, go on contact balls hit on the ground, one out, I'm going on the ground. Uh, So these are action reactions and basketball is the same way. Every time, I'm guarding the ball and they pass the ball. I jump to the ball. Action, reaction. Yeah. Every time you catch the ball, ball in the air, feet in the air. All right. 
That's something they don't have to think about. So those drills that you create and your younger kids practice will evolve into them being offensive players that don't run plays. They just play. They drive and kick. They drive and find. They drive in space. So those principles of the drive motion really apply to when somebody is creating an advantage and where's the help coming from? Uh, and that's how you develop a player. You can do that in the younger ages too. Well, I, yeah. And, and well, I, I created this offense and it's very, it's a simple offense. Cause I was, this question always came up and I call it ABCs. Okay. So ABCs plural, which is always be creating space or always be cutting and screening. Right. Sure. So that way it's just, okay. It's like run the yeah. first. Okay. What do I do? Right. So I'm either creating fabulous. And it becomes a habit. The great comment from one of my players, she is now a mother of two. <laughs> uh, how old is Stacy? Stacy's 37 years old. And I showed a video on Facebook where we're going over four on four shell. And I have three coaches, former players jumping to the ball and short sprinting. And it's like a clinic. It's an absolute clinic. And Stacy is 37. And her comment in Facebook was, I can still do this in my sleep. <laughs> I love that. And uh, yeah. why? Because it's a habit that's created uh, with repetitions. That's your job as a coach. Another story is um, I coached this boy. I coached in 1992, John. Didn't play in college, but he played intramural Santa Clara. He came back to me and said, you know, I didn't know why I was calling a screen and, and hedging and recovering back. I didn't know why I was jumping the ball. I didn't know why I was, I was checking off after the shot. I didn't know why I was doing that. And I said, well, John, it's because it's in you. It's like you hit the ball, you run yeah. the first. But as a coach, you have to create those habits with repetition. And the problem with younger kids, not that it's a problem, is that you have to shave down what they want them to master, but you have to make it fun and exciting. It's not fun and exciting coming to a jump stop, you know, or, or, or a balance stop. You have to make it fun. But after you do the basic stuff, then you play games to get them to create that, you know, pass and jump stop as you, and that's where you play keep away where they, they have to jump stop as they catch the ball. So yeah, I'm getting out of breath. Well, coach, this has been fabulous. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. Um, this, we right. could talk probably all evening. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll cut it here. We'll come back, uh, for episode two. So coaches stay tuned for episode two, where we are going to talk about, uh, your framework. I, I think about it as a framework business guy. So I think about sure. framework, uh, and which is your vision, decision, and execution. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we're going to have uh, Doc back on. Thank you, Coach. Have a wonderful yeah. evening. This has been fantastic. My pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.